0: So did LeBron James call for a cop to get killed? Man, that's a heavy question to ask. But you take a look at it, you can take it any way you want. I love it. I, had to, I asked the question, is LeBron James advocating murdering a cop? Put it on social media. No, you GD idiot. He's saying that this cop is gonna to have to face justice. What cop? We're talking about the cop involved in the shooting of this sixteen year old in Columbus. Oh I'm sorry. This black sixteen year old in Columbus and he's a white cop. Right? That's all they need. That's all they need for a headline and boo they are off to the races. I need that music. da dun da no mention of the fact that she was armed with a knife no mention of the fact that she was trying to stab two other girls no mention of the fact that the police were called because she was stabbing or trying to stab two other girls none of that matters whatsoever that part almost got completely uh lacked communication no one cared that she had a knife, was trying to stab others, and was in the in the act of stabbing a girl when the police shot four shots and killed her. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY. What are your thoughts? 833-468-8669. And how does LeBron James get into this? I'll tell you. This happens. And LeBron James... Tweets out a photo of the cop and puts your next with a hourglass emoji hashtag accountability. Now, if you were thinking one way, you saw that as clearly this is all about making sure justice is served, and you killed a, a black person, you're gonna, you're gonna go to jail like Derek Chauvin. That is a way you could look at it. Or, if you're talking about somebody who just killed someone, and you say you're next, you could be advocating for the harm, the murder of a cop. Six one, have another half a dozen of the other and pick them, right? I and mean, that's that's where it is. No, you idiot. It's just this. No, you fool. It could be anything. That clearly violates Twitter's rules on, you know, on violence and on uh you know inc- incitement, things like that. No? It doesn't? Well, I'll let Twitter figure that out. Considering Twitter has no values and has no morals and has no standards, and everybody associated w- with Twitter uh, is quite literally a snake. I shouldn't say everybody. I'm sure there are people out there who don't like it. You know, you know. I apologize, because that's not true, is it? It's not true that everybody associated with Twitter agrees with Jack Dorsey, the CEO, and agrees with this ugliness in how they apply or don't apply the rules and to whom uh, the rules are applied. In the same way that not every member of the NBA agrees with LeBron James and every woke thing he says. I'm sure there are members of the NBA who were disgusted that LeBron James wouldn't speak out about the horrors of communist China but rather he wanted to attack the then-general manager of the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, for saying he stands with Hong Kong, saying that Daryl Morey needed to get educated. Uh, By the way, getting educated is the response of the pseudo-intellectual. It's what they say when they have nothing else to say and they want to make themselves sound good. Didn't Daryl Morey go to MIT? All right, just curious. Make sure I got that. MIT or Harvard, Ari? I'm pretty sure he went to... He's really smart. Yeah. Yeah, double-check that. Smart dude is Daryl Morey. But he's the one who needs to get educated. You got it. You got it. Sure, he needs to get educated. MIT. He went to MIT. That's what I thought. Right? I wonder how many NBA players stayed silent while there was this rush to social justice on the courts. I wonder how many NBA players have a cousin who's a cop, or an uncle who's a cop, or a sister who's a cop, and looked at LeBron James, the face of the National Basketball Association, tweeting this out about a cop, you're next, and I wonder how many of them said, son of a... But they, like an employee at Twitter, can't say anything. Because if they say anything... If they speak out, well, there goes that endorsement. There goes that contract. There goes that trade or here comes that trade. Are you telling me that LeBron James has so much power, that's what he's got? An entire league that is in fear of speaking out? No wonder LeBron James said this. He has nobody who says, hey, man, that could be a problem for you because it clearly won't be a problem for him. So I put it as he was advocating for the harm of a cop. He can deny it. He did. After deleting that tweet and taking heat, and he's still taking heat, He uh, he put out, or his team put out, Anger doesn't do any of us any good. I think that's what he meant to say. He wrote anger does any of us any good, but I think he meant anger doesn't do any of us any good. And that includes myself, he writes. Gathering all the facts and educating does though. My anger still is here for what happened to that little girl. My sympathy for her family, may justice prevail. That little girl had a knife and was trying to stab two other girls. By the way, one of the girls she first tried to stab and knocked over, that girl got kicked in the head by a grown man. You watch the video again. That girl's on the floor and gets kicked in the head by a grown man. There's a grown man on the scene watching teenagers go at each other with a knife. Or one teenager go at others with a knife. And nobody did nothing. Someone's got to explain to me how that happens. That's another story for another day. But he's, his anger is for what happened to that little girl. Police officer tried to save lives. That's what happened to that little girl. That's what happened to that 16-year-old. She was trying to stab people, and that police officer had to assess the situation in one and a half seconds. Because that's the job of a cop. LeBron James continued, I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I took the tweet down because it's being used to create more hate. This isn't about one officer. It's about the entire system. And they always use our words to create more racism. I am so desperate for more accountability. God, you're so full of it, man. I'm lucky. I'm lucky because I get to say that I get to take a clear look at you. And say when it comes to your political dealings, you're a really bad dude. Oh, I'd never sit down. I'd never sit down with with with, with Donald Trump. Uh, I'd, I'd I'd have lunch with Barack Obama though. That ain't tough. The tough part would be having lunch with Donald Trump because you disagree with him. Why can't you do the thing that's tough? The tough thing to do is to say, hey, China, what you're doing to Hong Kong is wrong. Stop it. Oh, we can't play in your country? Okay. We won't play in your country. That's the way you want it to be? We won't play in your country. Come on, Adam Silver. He's the commissioner of the NBA. You're LeBron James. You set the tone, right? You're the face of the league. me i don't have to worry about what you say i I keep on going no effect on me oh sure someone could decide that they don't like what i say and go after sponsors and go after this one and go after that one of course that's all possible but my job is not dependent on him and i'm not going to give up free speech because i'm worried about what he may do next but people who play in the nba and people who work in the nba maybe they are So when I see the NBA be silent, I am admittedly left with confusion that the ownership can take a look at this and be okay with it, Uh, but that uh, that I can look at players who may not speak out, I can understand it. In the same way I can look at people who work at Twitter and don't speak out or Facebook, in the same way you sometimes don't speak out, not because you don't want to. I get the feeling that very often you desperately want to, but the job won't allow it. Because as much as you want to, there are kids to feed and there's a spouse who you are committed to and you're building a life together and caring for them and taking care of them is job one and you love that job. And you wanna make sure that everyone gets to go to camp or braces or that short vacation. Real decisions are made and these are decisions that attack the soul. They they, they gnaw on you. They, they eat at you. It's the kind of thing that will leave you sometimes in your car staring out saying, my God, what kind of thing is this? What kind of America is this? What kind of place says you can't? speak and it has gotten worse because it only happened in certain areas and certain times and now it is it is mighty prevalent i am thankful on a minute by minute basis that i can do this that I've got this microphone and this time, day in and day out, to be able to share. And I only hope that you know I'm I'm listening to you. I'm hearing what you have to say. I may agree, I may disagree, uh, but I'm I'm listening. And when you wanna share in it, I I, I wanna hear it. I, I absolutely do. But just like you're not a bad person, if you can't speak out on subject X because of what it might do to your family, neither is that other NBA player, neither is that person who necessarily works uh, at, at Twitter. The question before us will be, at what moment must you, at what moment must you say, no matter what the consequence, I have to. Well, let me argue that maybe not for every NBA player, but for quite a few NBA players who've got the clout and got the dollars, the time to speak out is now. What LeBron James did was just wrong. And he can defend it all he wants not interested somebody had d- defended him well he's a he's a family man he's never gotten to an ounce of trouble good he did the things he's supposed to do but he didn't defend Hong Kongers he told uh the, the NBA to be quiet so we can keep getting that money from China and he called for the harm of a cop sorry those are bad things I'm going to notice he's not he's not you know he doesn't have defenses right he doesn't get shielded from everything don't be silly But that I see no players as of yet, current players, saying, hey, this is disgusting. LeBron James had no problem calling out Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints at the time, NFL, for saying, I think, taking a knee during the, the Pledge of the Offensive. Right? All, you had athletes from every corner having no problem with that. No one's going to say, hey, LeBron, you might want to calm down your Twitter feed. Maybe put down the phone for a while. All right. when your tweets are playing the part of Donald Trump in 2021, maybe put down your phone, stop using your thumbs, because you're hurting yourself, and you're hurting everybody else when you call for uh, action against the cop, because that's how it's going to be perceived, right? I'm not going to do the work, I'll just send one of the people out to do the work, somebody who's watching, and they know what I mean, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Tony, are you saying that he sent out a code? No, I'm not. I'm saying somebody else might. And that's why you don't send out tweets like LeBron James did. You don't go after cops like that. You don't claim that it's a racial thing when it's not. She had a knife and she, a black girl, was attacking two other black girls. You got to know the story before you speak, before you tweet. LeBron James just needs to get educated. I'm only trying to help. I'm Tony Katz. I guess I had missed the story where Portia de Rossi needed an emergency appendectomy. And I know, I know. Why would I even be paying attention to a Portia de Rossi story? An actress who hasn't done anything in a a while. She's married to Ellen DeGeneres. That's—I mean—that's how she's famous, right? I mean, she was she was an actress be- before that, but but that's how she became famous. And so, yeah, I, I guess there's no reason for me to pay attention to the story, except of course, the story is not about Portia de Rossi. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, always good to be with you on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio Parlor, Instagram, Twitter at Tony Katz, and Ellen DeGeneres was on one of the late night shows. And she tells the story of finding Portia de Rossi on the floor in pain. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I have to I, I have to take her to the hospital. So gets in the car. What, what do you think Ellen drives? I mean, she's got the money. She could drive any, anything, right? And it gets in the car and boom. Right? Drives her to the emergency room. The problem is Ellen had just had three uh, of these canned drinks and taken two pills uh, for that, uh, that are sleep aid with melatonin. And I'm like, what in the world is a canned drink? C-A-N-N. Do you know what that is? Yeah. It's got two milligrams of THC, four milligrams of CBD. It is a cannabis-infused social tonic. Translation: Ellen DeGeneres was stoned and driving.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. A bag of weed,
0: a bag of weed. Oh, everything is better with a bag of weed. It's the only
2: helpers you'll ever need because everything is better with a bag of weed.
0: On the good side,
2: only 35 calories per eight-ounce can. I mean, can you... I'm not really that mad at her. She couldn't call an ambulance? In the heat of the moment, if I came home and my wife was... In trouble. I my first my I first thought would be I need to do something as quickly as possible. Now I'm not advocating for driving incapacitated or impaired, but in the heat of the moment, I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire.
0: Absolutely, positively, every husband would do the same. Every spouse would do the same. My spouse is in trouble. My wife is in trouble. My husband's in trouble. Let's go. They're not worried about what they're wearing. They're not worried. They go. Right? I don't think people disagree with you producer Ari. I think it's a question of if you are 3 cans into the cannabis drink and you've had a couple sleeping pills, are you sure you're the person who can best assess the situation to begin with? Yeah,
2: I mean that's that's I guess I don't know how she was feeling. Right?
0: I, I think this is interesting. And I think what's interesting about the story is that all all of the the uh, cover of of Ellen DeGeneres and all this really nice person, oh, she's just the super sweetest best. That got torn asunder in 2020 when we realized and learned just how toxic her staff is. And now in 2021, she's drinking cannabis drinks, you know, by the carton. Well, by the six-pack by the half a six-pack at least. Very interesting how her uh, public perception has changed. The great pushback, it continues. This is Tony Katz today. So this whole talk of D.C. statehood is still getting people all sorts of worked up. Look, it's, it's not... It's 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 not going to happen. So I'm I'm unworried uh, about this, right? They're voting in the House that you should make Washington D.C. a state. I don't know how what makes you think anything like that is even possible. Why could you never mind the idea that you're going to have to get it through? Never mind the idea that the whole purpose of this is to create more senators. Isn't there a conversation about the Constitution and where it is that the center of government goes? Some people have suggested, well, why don't you just make Washington, D.C., uh, the Capitol, the White House, right? Uh, the Supreme Court, and uh, then take all the other areas where people live and turn those uh, into Virginia and Maryland. Right? There was not supposed to be a, a state that has, uh, that has the capital. People are, are sending stuff all over the place. Me, I got a little more research to do. But it's 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 clear it, it is very very clear that the, the the push here is for one of power when they talk about making washington dc a state and they they can't stop talking about it and some people have taken the talking points that are just ridiculous oh hi speaker pelosi
1: I said yesterday when I was here, because Denny was talking about his history of how long he was going back, and this one, this how far they went back on this issue. And I said, This, this should have Columbia statehood is in my DNA. And I.
0: The issue of D.C. Columbia statehood is in my DNA. We're all done here. Because you've got a picture of your father with uh, Eleanor Roosevelt? That's. (sighs) See, this is why we need to get away from the political. Sometimes. It's important to get away from the political. And get into some things that are, you know, just, like, easy. Right? Just soothing. Is there anything that the piccolo can't do? Or is this just a flute? Well, now I'm not so sure. The theme to taxi can always, always set you right. So can this. Well, it's a sunny day. I feel brand new. There's about a million. Here's a story. I could do. Five shortages affecting fast food chains right now. Oh, great. This is a terrible story. I have made a horrible mistake. We already know that uh, semiconductors are affecting the car world. There's now, according to the site Eat This Not That, a wave of supply chain issues affecting fast food. Let us go through this. Number one, chicken wings. Ah! There is an impending shortage, according to Eat This Not That, of chicken wings and it's going to hit. Now, is this with the bones or without the bones?
2: Well, they're not wings if they don't have bones. So that we'll is correct. That we learned right that from now. the
0: man in Nebraska. That man's a genius. Um, the cold storage stock of chicken wings at its lowest point since 2011, according to Restaurant Business. Now, I should say, let me give fair warning here. We were told, we were told that there was a shortage of ketchup. Uh, It was the Heinz people who said there's a shortage of ketchup. I spoke to the people at Red Gold, which is Indiana-based, and and they make ketchup everywhere. They also make a pretty good salsa. Uh, They're like, nah, we got ketchup up the wazoo. How much ketchup do you need? We'll get you ketchup. You want to bathe in ketchup? Challenge accepted. Red Gold will bathe you in ketchup. So, see, this is number two on their list. A shortage of Heinz ketchup packets I'm here to tell you if you have a restaurant that needs ketchup we will we will hook you up with the red gold people all right they're not sponsors although I have discussed with them doing my own steak sauce that is that that has been broached a bourbon steak sauce oh want to do it so bad now, Red Gold does good stuff. They actually do a bunch of stuff with John Rich, the musician from Big and Rich. His his uh, 1776 barbecue sauce brand, which is uh, part of a uh, Redneck Riviera. He has a, a whiskey. He has an American blended whiskey. Uh, you can find it for like eighteen, nineteen bucks a bottle. It's good. It's just a a sweet, easy, blended whiskey, not high in proof, work for any occasion. You need something to do as the the mixer. You need something that, you know, you're going to have a bunch of people over, a little summer barbecue thing, bunch of bottles, you're going to be set. Totally set. There is no shortage of ketchup. Number three on this list is bubble tea. There's going to be a shortage of bubble tea are any of us in california then none of us care only place i've seen it california just boba b-o-b-a have you ever had the boba uh yes okay i mean they do have it in other places they have it here in indiana they have it everywhere uh it's not my kind of, of flavoring it's it's a texture thing that doesn't work freaks me freaks me out uh, but the, the lack of import ability, uh, the issues there, the, the, the pipeline issues there, supply lines causing uh, an issue with Boba. Then, of course, there is the one of the most ridiculous things on this list, oat milk. Oat milk. No,
2: God! No, God, please, no! 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 No.
0: this applies only to the people who go to starbucks number five on this list is real and no matter where you are in the country this is happening it's staff restaurants cannot get people they don't have enough people to work so when they close off sections or they're unable to seat you, when you go and you're like, but there are empty tables, they don't have the the front of house staff, they don't have the back of house staff, they don't have the kitchen staff, they can't seat you. Remain calm. They cannot seat you. They cannot keep up. This is happening everywhere. There was a TikTok video at a McDonald's of, of a McDonald's where the location was apologizing for the lack of staff with a sign saying, "No one wants to work anymore." Ask business owners; they're seeing this everywhere in in food service. Uh, they're seeing it in construction. I know people who have very, very successful home remodeling businesses, kitchens and bathrooms, things like that. They could be twice as busy twice as busy they can't find the people the people won't show up and part of this is because you've paid people to sit on their butts you've paid them an insane amount of money not to go to work you've extended the benefits it's making that's what um they're, they're, they're competing with And this, the extent that we could be growing so much bigger as a nation. And remember, I don't care who the president is. I I want the growth. I want people to be thriving. I want their businesses to have the opportunity to grow. I want this. Regardless of who's in in office, right? That part is, is secondary. There was a story, producer Ari, that you sent me. About the minimum wage. I remember the story trying to find it there. It is and it's about this ceo Who said you know what I'm going to pay my employees seventy thousand dollars Raising the minimum wage to seventy thousand dollars It's it's a, a credit card processing company He goes, six years ago today, I raised my company's minimum wage to $70,000. Fox News called me a socialist whose employees would be on bread lines. Since then, our revenue tripled. We're a Harvard Business School case study, and our employees had a 10x boom and homes bought. Always invest in people. This is a great story. And what does this story prove? That the government should not be increasing the minimum wage. This business owner decided, I remember when this happened, he decided that he was going to pay his people. He owns the business, he can do what he wants to do. It's his money. Some businesses will never be able to afford to pay employees $70,000 a year because the work does not bring in that level of revenue. But if they wanna raise their minimum wage, they can. Target doesn't have to worry about raising their minimum wage to $15. I believe they're already there. Amazon is already there. The average fast food employee wage is $11.63 an hour. So they're maybe going to other places, which means the market will dictate what it is these places have to pay to get people of a certain caliber and quality. But if you raise the minimum wage, they have no chance whatsoever. And we've proven that it's not needed. The market always handles these
2: things. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat Drink Smoke podcast. Bad Dad Brewing Company in Fairmont, Indiana, is searching for a bad dad to be their face on Father's Day. How bad, you say? Well, they're not looking for an arsonist. They just are looking for someone who maybe tells bad dad jokes or gives bad dad advice. If you nominate your dad and he has picked the winner, he will receive a $300 bad dad gift card that can be used to buy bad dad beer and pizza for a year. And his face will be on the Indiana brewery's beer can. How can you nominate your dad for the contest? Find out on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, drink, smoke.
0: Today is Earth Day, and I have celebrated in no way whatsoever. Won't you join me? Join me in not celebrating Earth Day at all. Earth Day, it's the not real holiday. Look, you cut down a tree, replant a tree. Don't burn tires in the middle of the road. There's common sense things. Conservation, I'm down for. The environmental, uh, environmentalist radicalism? No, that's not for me. Tony Katz, so good to be with you on Tony Katz today. Some people not happy with uh, Joe Biden. They think that his climate plan is B.S. So they took wheelbarrows of B.S. and dumped it in front of the White House. I'll take things that never happened to Donald Trump for 500. Wait, I don't know who the host is now. Oh, man, that joke used to be so good. You can't say Alex anymore. Ah, Gone too soon, Mr. Trebek. Gone too soon. Uh, They took wheelbarrows of poop. Pushed them through the streets dump them in front of the White House. My question is, is this a crime? Can you basically play the part of the monkeys in the zoo flinging poo on the city streets of D.C.? And if you can, tell me what that does for tourism. Greatly appreciate it. Oh, this is this This is just precious. Then there's good stuff. This was a video taken uh, posted by Errol Weber on twitter. i, I don't I don't know Errol e r r o l documentary filmmaker. I, I I had not heard of him. I, for, for, forgive me. And it's uh, a video of a woman named Courtney Ann Taylor, a mother in Georgia who is exhausted by mask mandates and wants it to stop talking to her local city council, talking to her, to her local, I think it's a city council or maybe it's a school board.
1: I come here and I hear the same thing, social emotional health. If you truly mean that, you would end the mask requirement tonight. Tonight, this is not March 2020 anymore, we have three vaccines, every adult in the state of Georgia that wants that vaccine is eligible to get it right now, and every one of us knows that young children are not affected by this virus. They're not. And that's a blessing. But as the adults, what have we done with that blessing? We've shoved it to the side and we've said we don't care. You're still going to wear a mask on your face every day, five and six-year-olds. You still can't play together on the playground like normal children, seven and eight-year-olds. We don't care. We're still going to force you to carry a burden that was never yours to carry. Shame on us. My six-year-old looks at me every month before I come here, and she says, are you going to tell them tonight? Tell them I don't want to wear this anymore. And I say, baby, it's not time to fight that battle yet. I try to explain that there's so many things. But it's April fifteenth, two 2021, and it's time. Take these masks off of my child. (laughs) And I know what I'm going to be met with. Ms. Taylor, the CDC. We did not vote for people at the CDC. We did elect leaders who do create policy. We elected the five of you. We chose you to make difficult decisions for our children. We chose you to make decisions that would be in our children's best interest and forcing five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-old little children to cover their noses and their mouths where they breathe for seven hours a day, every day for the last nine months for a virus that you know doesn't affect them. That is not in their best interest.
0: This sounds like a lot of parents I know. But the thing to do is to tell the school we're not doing this anymore and stop wearing the mask and tell your kid to stop wearing the mask and go live their lives. That's the thing to do. If a thousand parents show up and say we're done here, who cares what the teachers say? Who cares what the administration says? Don't pack them with a mask, don't bring the mask. Let the teachers walk out. Parents are learning how to fight. The great pushback. It's going to happen in waves and starts and spurts and all. It's good. It gives me a lot of faith for the future. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find the podcast at TonyKatz.com. And this is Tony Katz Today.